What up guys, welcome to another JK Overtime. This is where we get to get close and personal. Personal, we get real personal and, and JK Overtime. Especially we got Nick, cause this guy's <laughs> king of deflecting all the time, but now there's no one to deflect to. It's just me and Nick. And you're already rubbing your eyes. What's yeah. the problem? What's the fucking problem? I don't know why I'm nervous. Are you this nervous? is this is making me nervous. Well, let's take it back. So I like Are you that. nervous? No. You're you're immune to this. This is like you're good to go. Well, because I never deflect, so everyone knows who I am. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how to deflect for a whole so hour. So on Ryan and Anthony's uh episode, they started off um and I'm actually really a fan of that episode. That, that was a great episode. Because I know they've known each other for a long time. But I didn't know there was like history almost outside of dance. Yeah. There's history in UCI and all that stuff. Yeah. So I think it'd be cool if we go back to maybe when we first met. <laughs> nah. Already shaking my head. And no, we could do that. What, I remember that. And what was our first impression? You go first. Okay. My recollection, and I could be wrong. What year is this? Let's date this. This is probably like 2017. This is when I was still at my old uh, gym, Fight Academy. Yeah. My home gym. In Pasadena. In Pasadena. Shout out to them. If you guys want to do MMA classes in Pasadena, go check it out. Um, But yeah, I was working out of there, and I was training David at the time, and this is when David was going through his weight loss journey, and he was really into kickboxing and all that, right? And he was like, hey, why don't you train... Like, let's do a group training. I'll bring Bart and Joe. How did you guys even link up, though, you and David? I think he just found me on Yelp. On Yelp? Just on Yelp. Did he ever tell you? Like, did he look up Fight Academy or MMA Trainer? Or what he, did he look up? He said he just looked up, like, private kickboxing lessons. Okay. And then I popped up. Apparently, he said he thought I was just going to be this white guy. And when Are he you saw even me, on Yelp? Yeah, I'm on Yelp, dude. Why that's did you say that with this disgust, dude? Because you suck at social media. Dude, well, that's how that's how I got all my clients. Was I'm going to do Yelp. exactly what fucking David did. Right. Private. Private. It's definitely changing now. Kickboxing. I, <laughs> I don't know if Lessons. it's still. No, that's fucking bullshit. I don't believe David or you. Pasadena. Check it out. All right. Like this, private kickboxing lessons. I'm not gonna pop I up. I guarantee probably. you're not gonna pop up. Yeah, but that was like a Alonzo long time ago. Martial Arts. Alonzo, shout out to Alonzo. Krav Maga, Krav Maga Unleashed. Yeah. Impact Personal Safety. Okay, so you gotta scroll a little bit longer, right. okay? okay? Maybe maybe my search engine optimization. Tai Chi Academy of Los Angeles. Yeah, 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 that's me, that's me. <laughs> Shantung Kung Fu, Legacy, Vibes LA. That's the dance competition. Okay, that I'm gonna Anthony go all knows. the way down, all the way down to like number, number nineteen, Hadori Martial Arts. Okay, dude. Okay, you made your point. All right, you made your point. You don't need to go to the twenty fifth. So page. that's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was. <laughs> yeah, it was. I think, and on I don't. Yelp. I honestly not Instagram. No, it was Yelp. Oh. And then he later followed me on Instagram because oh. I remember it being like this blue check. And this is back in the day when Instagram was like still kind of popping off, right? Yes. And then I was like, this guy with a blue check mark followed me. And I was like, who is this? And I saw his page and I was like, oh shit, I think I've seen this guy's YouTube channel before. And I saw he was with you guys because I knew who you guys were. Yeah? Yeah, I from knew who what? you guys were. from Just from my YouTube, I just knew you guys did skits and you guys did the accents. Uh, um, I just, yeah, that was my, my knowledge of you guys. Um, Fast forward to you guys bringing all your ladies, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys all did like a, a, a giant training session with us, and it was really fun. And I was like, wow, you guys are really cool, really nice. And I just remember kind of uh, – I was like definitely like, okay, this is – because this is like the first time I had like 
celebrity clients. You know oh, what I mean? I you guys were like, you guys were some big names, and I was like, oh shit, just don't be an idiot, just just do what you normally do. And then Shane Faison came too. Yeah, which is also all, very that was random. All in the same one, or I think it was the same or... one. Really? Yeah, I think so. Because I met that's when I met Geo for the first time. Because I remember thinking, Jesus Christ, she's the tallest woman I've ever met in my life. <laughs> I think Shane came maybe a few sessions later. You know what, dude? It doesn't matter. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so how many? Um, what was your first impression of me specifically? I was like, this guy's a big deal. That's what I thought. <laughs> what a big deal? Yeah. Of what? Just in selling like, cars? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, in like the YouTube space or, or just social media. I was like, oh, this dude has like a great like, dude. This guy has. I remember thinking like six hundred thousand people or whatever like following you on Instagram. I was like, dude, this is crazy. And also too, this was my first time. Even with training with David, anytime he would post me on anything, like. I would get so many people just hitting me up randomly, like following me. And I was like, what? And it was like the first time I've ever seen anything like that. So the whole social media game in general was like so new to me. So the fact that you guys were coming from this space and from other people that I've heard that trained other influencers, they're like, oh, yeah, dude, they're kind of like some of the worst clients they've ever had. So I was like, all right, let's just see how this goes out because I was kind of very skeptical. But when I met you guys, I was like, man, you guys are really down to earth and you guys are just really cool and you guys are silly goose time. And I was like, this is kind of right up my alley. So immediately I remember thinking like, man, you guys are really nice. And I remember thinking, I remember being pleasantly surprised and just being like, cool, awesome. And then from there, it just kind of blossomed into what it is today where you guys asked me to <laughs> to do this <laughs> show. What about the first time show. training? Did you have any like... Like, you look at Joe or you look at me. Well, let's just talk about me because I'm here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you looked at me, did you think, oh, this guy's going to be like this or whatever? And then when we trained, Not I was. Really, man. I try to be, because every time I have too many expectations going in to a training session or just an, even a new client, like, you kind of have to be really good at having a clean slate, I think, for, for my, how I run um, when I see new clients or just meet new people. So I try to have a blank slate and just be like, from whatever I observe, that's what I observe, and that's what I'll make my judgments from. I'm not going to try to take it from there. Because I remember I was very thinking from a very, uh, like, technical aspect. Like, oh, Bart's got some good roundhouse kicks, and he's got some good body awareness. Like, that's, oh, that's pretty you. much what I was thinking. Thank but you. now I don't think that anymore. What do you now think I now? think it's, it's garbage. It's garbage. Basura. Mine was <laughs> the exact opposite. Yeah, what was yours? Yeah, let's so see. So I'm... The way that I like to work, mm-hmm. I don't like to keep an open mind. Yeah, I like to judge fucking hard, <laughs> and then I make sure that other person earns it from me. So uh, when David told me he started training at Fight Academy, I was like, okay, I heard of that place before. It's all right. It's nice <laughs> and I stopped by a couple of times, like back yeah. in the day. I'm like, okay, whatever. You train with an old Muay Thai coach. Yeah, yeah. And I was, I, was, I, was, I, was like, I was like, who are you training with? Fucking Savat or something? Like, who else? He goes, no, no, this guy named Nick. I was like, who the fuck is Nick? No one knows who the fuck Nick is. <laughs> and you would be correct. <laughs> and then he showed me, I think, uh, a link to either the Fight Academy page or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then I, there's like a picture of you. I'm not sure if you still remember because I have like fucking yeah. autistic memory. There's a picture of you kind of laid like this, and I saw your cauliflower ears. I was like, oh, okay, you got some cauliflower ears, so he knows what he's doing. And then I remember showing up, and then this is when I first rolled my eyes. I saw you have, do you remember your yellow shin shin pads? Yeah, yeah. Yellow shin pads and matching <laughs> yellow gloves? Yeah. I was like, oh, he's one of those motherfuckers, the guy that has to get the <laughs> loudest gear in the fucking room. And then I remember we had another session, so that was striking. I feel then, so judged, by the way. For sure. I'm going to judge you like crazy. That's how I work. And I remember having another <laughs> session 
and it was like a rolling only session. Yeah. And you had like a fucking polka dot rash guard. Yeah. You remember that purple one? Yeah, I still have it. I still have it. I was like, this guard. is the motherfucker with the loudest gear I got in the, the room. I, t- can I tell you the backstory? I got that on sale, by the way. So continue. Why would you? Why would you get a purple polka dot rash? You know what? I was really into polka dots at the time, and I still wear it to this day. So I still kind of am, and yeah. I got it for a good deal. So and do you still use that yellow gear or no? I I, yeah, I gave those actually away. You did? I gave those away. But I remember going, okay, this is that motherfucker. I'm like, all right, he likes to be the fucking class clown or whatever, <laughs> probably prom king or some bullshit. <laughs> and then. Um, and then so I was like, already kind of had like a shield. Yeah. But what I thought was really cool was uh, when we first started training, I never felt like, oh, like, because some, some people, you know, like the reason why I think they're fighters or dancers even mm-hmm. or whatever, or like physical movement people, I feel like they can communicate better with yeah. the physicality. Mm-hmm. So they kind of like to establish pecking order with their body. Mm-hmm. I never felt that. I was like, okay, this fool's gonna come. He's the loudest guy with the gear. He's gonna fun come light me up just to let me know what time it is and then like kind of put everyone in order based yeah. off of their movement. Yeah. But I could see you sparring with me at my level. Oh yeah, we did spar for the first yeah, time. Yeah, and I was I like, okay, that's that. cool. That, that's really cool. And then I remember the other session because I've been talking Because I just didn't feel threatened at all. That's why. Thank you. That's why. I didn't feel like this guy was going to kick my ass. I was like, oh, dude, it's like sparring with like a small little Little baby. (laughs) And then I remember bringing in Shane, and then that's when I saw you and Shane go at it. I was like, that's tight. So I saw like your skill level. And then you saw Shane bring his skill level from here all the way down here to meet me, so he didn't beat me I did see him put on a blindfold. He was whipping your ass, (laughs) though. He was still jabbing me. I was like, what the hell? Yeah, so that was – and then – Shane's really good, by the way. And then seeing you uh, train David – and then seeing David continue, because like David is also someone that I, I really trust his judgment. Yeah. Like David doesn't hide anything. He's the know? most critical guy I've ever yeah, met. Yeah. He doesn't life. like you. He's like, fuck yeah. you to your face. I'm not going to talk to you anymore. I was also skeptical of him when I first met him, too. Really? Why? Yeah. Because I was like, what's this guy's deal, dude? He was like being really nice to me. And he was like, I thought he was trying to get something out of me. But maybe, you know, that's just past traumas or something. I don't know. Yeah. No, David's like one of the most realest dudes no, ever. No, he is. And yeah. it took me a while because he would tell me stories about things and I'd be like, this guy's full of shit. Because sometimes he, when he tells stories, it sounds like he's lying. But, it's, but, but if you've been in those stories, then you know they're all real. For sure. But then yeah. I've met enough people that have corroborated all these stories where I was like, oh, David just doesn't lie. He just he just really interesting at telling stories. And that makes me mad. But continue. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. So like uh, seeing him vouch for you and seeing him continuously train with you, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, cool. Like... um, you know, when you're like as famous as I am, <laughs> true. So, sometimes you're like, no, it's true though, you probably. don't know if every relationship is worth keeping open yeah. because honestly, or genuine, right? Because you meet so many people, you don't know yeah. how genuine they are. You don't know the yeah. next time they're going to see them. Or I'm like, is this person the uh, once a year I see you at the fucking gala type person and we mm. high five yeah. or, or are you going to make it into like my actual house party where I'm going to give you COVID? Through, <laughs> which I didn't go to. Which you didn't go to. I gave everyone else COVID. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I want to know how close we're going to be. Am I going to yeah. give you COVID or not? Yeah. And so, like, I usually like keep that distance for a while yeah. until I saw that you and David kept hanging out. And then, um, and I would come train. He kept keeping me around. Yeah. You know, which I was surprised by. And too. I was like, okay, cool. Yeah. If David's going to keep this fire lit, I'm going to keep this fire lit too. And you were really cool and you earned the, uh, you took away my judgment ice. Oh, that's cool. I didn't think I was going to be able to do that. I still, I, what kind of judgments you got about me now, bro? No, none. Really? Yeah. Because you, you I, I would imagine you would have more judgments. <laughs> <laughs> no, for me, it's in the beginning. 
I judge everyone fucking hard. Like yeah. the most stereotypical thing. I'm racist. Yeah. I'm fucking um ageist. Uh, that's, that's actually a funny story. Sexist. So I was actually uh really racist two times mm -hmm. and both times I was right. So you know that? or were you racist then? I don't think so. No. So the first time it's was just a fact of the matter. You know my first Vegas house? Yeah. I met my next door neighbor, black dude, right? Yeah. yeah. Six six. Kind of got a good build. I was like, he's an athlete. Yeah. So I got his name, <laughs> Googled him, right? I was like, see, fucking racist. I knew he played in the NBA. And then yes, or two days ago, I was walking yeah. my dog. Uh -huh. I saw some dude, backwards hat. I'm not even going to tell you the skin color. Yeah. Backwards hat. I think we already know. He's, just, he's on his knees pulling weeds out, which is so much swag that no other race could move like that. <laughs> and I was like, okay, who is this guy again? We talk a little bit. I Googled his name. And he's a ref for the NBA. No way. So he has that like basketball yeah. swag. He's around it. It's going to yeah, rub yeah. off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was just like two times racism, two times right. I think the sample size of the times you were racist and you were right, I think is real small right now. I think you're right in really high. I bet there's way more instances where you were like potentially racist. And that was wrong. And you were also right. But you're just only thinking of these two. That's true. There's probably 100 out of 100. There's probably like, there's probably maybe thousands. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong. So moving on to from there, when did we start like hanging out more? I think a lot of it, and it, the cool thing about training, and I'm sure you've experienced this too, you just meet a lot of cool people through just training together. Yeah. Right. And I think you could learn a lot about somebody and who they really are when you see them in the gym and you work out with them and then things like etiquette how they carry themselves how they like communicate with other people so i think you could you could get a good sense of that um so a lot of our our hanging out sessions even with joe david was or even yoshi too because yoshi would train with us all the time um was all through training and i think the people that stuck around that we got really good friends with that became like people that I could trust and rely on were all through the guys who just stuck around and would just train. Even like Jason Chen would train with us every now and then. And he still trains with me to this day after what, like two, three years now. And then even like Alex resurrection, all these guys, like, so we've kind of built a lot of, um, like, yeah, just relationships through just being in the gym together. And then I think, and then it started coming to like, Hey, you want to come watch the fights? Right at in the house where you lived over there, and and then it was like the marathon training, and it just kept happening where you would just be like, "Hey, let's train, let's train, let's do this," and then we'd link up, and then from there we, I think, a lot of um, I noticed the pattern though is me asking you, "How come you never asked me?" Yeah, that's true. I asked you to come over. That's I asked true. You to run that's a marathon true. with me. Yeah, <laughs> or to come train. How come you never asked me to go like play with your dogs or yeah. go on hikes? I'll say this: that's something I'm really bad at. Not bad at, it's just like I don't do that a lot with friends and that's something, even with my best friends, my, my closest friends growing up, I don't really reach out to say like, hey, let's hang out. It's more of like they hit me up and they go, hey, you want to do this? And then I'm like, okay, cool. What do you think that says about me? Dude, does that make me a bad person? <laughs> I think you got trauma. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I might, I might. But yeah, I think that you is- you do hang out. But you don't ask anybody. But people ask you. Yeah. So I think you got some trauma or something. I think I got some issues, Dan. Who's your best friend? Issues. What's the name of your best friend? Do you have a best friend? Yeah. Or is it like a group that's all tight? Yeah, I think I got, I think I got a best friend. You do? Who's, yeah. What's his, his, his name? His name is Frank. 
are you making this? That <laughs> <laughs> was name was Frank. How long have you known Frank? I've known him since high school. Okay, what no. makes him your best friend compared to everyone else out there? See, these are hard hitting questions. Yeah, um, I think he understands me on, on another level that um, most people don't. Um, actually, I take that back. I, he understands. I think he, he understands me very well. So let's say um, some shit happens. Crazy yeah. shit happens. I could always rely on him. Some crazy shit happens. Yeah. You text Tiff first or you text Frank first? Oh, that's a good question. I'll text Tiff first. Why, why Tiff first and not Frank? It depends on what the situation is, really. If it's something that I feel like I need assistance, like like a physical male assistance, I'll probably call my boy Frank. But if it's something that's like, like an emergency, something like really serious, I'd probably call Tiffany first. What would you... Let's say... You're on the 710 going yeah. north. Yeah. Okay. A fucking semi truck flips over. The whole thing's blocked. Yeah. And you see everyone driving to go pick up their friends from the freeway because they're, they have to leave their car there. Who do you call? I'll call Tiff, probably. You'll call Tiff? Yeah. Then when do you call Frank? What do you tell Frank? <laughs> Why are you laughing? No, you're right. Because you're asking me questions that I'm like, God damn it, this guy's good at asking questions. Because <laughs> as soon as you answer the question, you ask the question in my head, I go, Yeah, I know who <laughs> yeah, my what? best friend is. I know who my best friend The person I rely on the most. So your best friend's Tiff. technically Tiff, probably. Te- yeah, technically Tiff. And then Frank is if there's an answer for me to fill out, who's your male best? You're like, I guess I have to write that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's that's the more accurate. Um, would you say it's like this, though? So Tiff's up here and then Frank's down here? Or is it like this? I think it's... And also, too, it's th- time has changed, I think, with me being married. Yeah, you know, true. like Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And I think th- it makes me change how I look at the world and how I move forward and how I, like, make decisions. Yeah, because you're going to spend the le- rest of your life with this person. Exactly, exactly. And... um so I think most of it will come down to Tiff. Because I'm sure it's the same thing with you, right? Like if some shit hits the fan, who's the first person you're gonna go uh, first person you're gonna call? So I'm retarded. Okay. And that's why like um in probably twenty fifteen maybe? Oh no no no. Like twenty thirteen, twenty fourteen, me and Gio had a really rough patch yeah. in our relationship mm-hmm. to the point where we thought we were gonna break up and yeah. everything. And in that super rough patch um, one of the most retarded things is I think Gio would always hear the news last. Mm. Even when we knew we were going to be together. But I'm such a boys type of dude Yeah. that um, me, like something happens. I like the boys uh, reactions to things. I yeah. like how we can immediately joke about something. And maybe that's my own internal trauma, trying yeah. to avoid the emotional aspect. It's easier to spread like, oh, my dad, dad. <laughs> It's easy to like, talk with the dudes about that versus like, oh, my fucking dad, man, what the fuck? Versus going the emotional route. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm such that that it was it was more natural for me to like go through the boys. Uh-huh. And so me not knowing that I'm actually alienating her from her being yeah. like my my significant other role, mm-hmm. you know? So like it, it took me a while to maybe even a year after we got married – to like, she's my number one person I yeah, talk to. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think I went through that earlier in our relationship. Like, even before we got engaged, because yeah. I would kind of do that. And then she'd always, like, feel some type of way about, you know, ladies, bro. Let's be real. Yeah. Women. 
Am I right? (laughs) 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 No, but it's just like um, (laughs) she would get upset about how I would do the same thing. Like everybody else would know my plans and even before she would, right? And she would feel some type of way and I don't blame her because she'd always be like, well, why are you not telling me? And like I wouldn't even tell her at at all. (laughs) Like she would – and it would be through conversations with my friends when she's around and then she would hear it and be like, what the fuck? How come you didn't tell me Yeah, that's exactly how it happened. It would be like that. And And then then I get mad at them and I go, why the fuck are you guys bringing this up in front of Tiff? That's what I do. (laughs) No, for mine it would be like we're all laughing about it and it's almost like an inside joke that we've been laughing about for years. Yeah. But then it's news to her. So she feels like outside of like – like um, you know, like intimacy. Like there's like I think true intimacy is like how well we know each other. Mm-hmm. She felt outside of that. Yeah. And I was like, oh shit, I've been doing this thing. Going back to the whole lady thing, right? And I think just women. And I, it took me a while too. It just women just perceive and take things differently as well. Like how they want to show love is different than how I want to show love, and how they receive love is very different too. Or how they communicate, I think, is like kind of different. They're retarded too. Did, you, did you hear the recent Boss We're going to just bash women, dude. <laughs> no, I'm retarded, but women are also retarded. Did you hear the most recent- We're all retarded. The most uh, recent Boss Rutan on Joe Rogan? No, no, no. What was he saying? Okay. So they're talking about how like fighters bringing family to their fights. Yeah. Right? And they say it's never a good thing. Yeah. Because win or lose, like they, they can't take it. They're not yeah. in the sport for a reason, I right? I feel like it's a bad idea. Mostly a bad, bad idea. Yeah. Um. So for Boss Rutan- he, for one of the fights, he was, uh, it was one of those like two fights in a month mm-hmm. in Japan. So he's like, well, might as well you guys, yeah. like my wife just come because I'm going to be here for a while. Mm-hmm. He brings his wife. And I think for most people, they would, they don't want their wife there because they don't want to see, they don't want to get beat up in front of the wife. Yeah, for sure. But Boss Rutan in this round was whooping the fuck out of the other guy. The wife stands up and walks away. <laughs> Guess why? Why? Guess. Because she didn't want to see him beat the shit out of some other guy. So this is how dumb chicks are. (laughs) She thought that he was going to be extra aggressive and hurt him even more because she's there. So if she walks away, he would have no one to impress. And then he would just beat him regularly. I'm like, that's a way of thinking that no guys ever could even think that convoluted. That's an interpretation of what women think men think, right? And I think that's where people get in trouble. Yeah. It's like she's when, interpreting me, me, I'm interpreting her. Exactly. And that's when I try to think, I try to be a smart guy and be like, well, Tiff's a lady, so she's thinking about this issue this way, therefore I will approach it this way. And it usually blows up in my face every single time. You know, like where I try to like jump ahead of the situation and I just do more damage because of that. Do you feel like you do the same thing? I bet you do. <laughs> don't look at me like you don't well, know what now, I'm talking I think about. Now, what I learned about the key to being in relationships is being as meta as possible is what I learned. Do you agree or no? Give me an example. I don't even know what meta means. Meta means like talking about the thing you're talking about. <laughs> so, so just having an open conversation. No, no, no. But act like... like um, because I think the guys have the tendency of trying to fix problems. Yeah, 100%. Right? That's me. So chicks will say, oh, blah, 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 this, whatever. And then, like, the first thing you hear is, like, oh, why don't you just Problem do solve. Why don't you do this? Why don't you do this? Yeah. And then it took a while for her to go, I'm going to vent right now. Yeah. Don't try to problem solve. Yeah. So it's, like, yeah. very meta. It's yeah. very, let's yeah, talk, yeah, yeah, let's yeah, talk yeah. about what we're going <laughs> to talk about. 
And then she would say that. And then I would say like, okay, cool. So I'm able to process that. And then now just kind of be like the shoulder to lean on and yeah. then not give advice or whatever. And then the, the same way where if like now I think we're, we're really good at communicating where if I'm frustrated, I'll just go, I'm frustrated. And then that way, if I um, have an attitude about something like, mm. oh, what do you want from Postmates? Anything. <laughs> then she knows, oh, it's from the other thing you talked about. Yeah. So I felt like the being meta really helped our, but I also feel like that's how you yeah. diffuse it. Or else the way we think and the way they think is way different. Yeah, no, for sure. Always assuming the wrong shit. Yeah, because I think for me, you have to spell everything out for me because I'm a little slow. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you got to really paint by numbers for me. That way I'll understand, oh, this is what we're doing. I get it. This is how we move forward. Because it is such a collaborative effort. Has Tiff ever tried to pull sexy times on you and then you just didn't even see it because she didn't spell it out? Yes. What did she do? Well, it, it, I still don't even know to this day. She doesn't tell you after? She told me after. She's like, how come you didn't so respond? So what, what did you do? I mean, what would she do? What did she do? And how did you read it? She, she's very subtle. She's like super subtle. I think most chicks are, which is Yeah, she was like, I put, my, I put my hand on your shoulder. And I was like, what, dude? Really? That's what, no, I forgot what it was specifically. But it was something along those lines of it completely went over my head. And then the next day... She was like, Huck, you weren't you weren't down to you know you weren't down to clown. That's what she says. That's the chick's problem too. Why do they wait till the next day? <laughs> yeah, why don't wait till the next day? Fucking grab my face. And we just... literally had like eight hours laying there. And, and so, why do you have and to you, wait? You want to be a gentleman, right? You don't want to like you know. Yeah. In my head, maybe this is a trauma. In my head, my wife is never down to clown. Okay. Right. But that's not true. But in my head. I just be like, oh man, like, I bet she's not down to to do anything, right? Yeah. So maybe you guys that's have a, a good clowning frequency. What's a good clowning frequency? I don't know. I think it's up to the couple. Yeah, I think. What are you guys at? I think it's pretty good. What's pretty it's good? Pretty good. Maybe a Monday, Wednesday, Friday situation. Probably once a quarter. <laughs> <laughs> once a fiscal quarter. No, um, I think on average. Because it's and different. 15, first and fifteenths. Yeah. <laughs> what is I it? think at least once a week on average. Oh, that's pretty good, right? Yeah. Maybe, but I'd like to get those numbers up. Yeah. You know. I know what you mean. <laughs> but what is like a frequency that you guys do? Like, how often do you guys? I would say throwing it down. Pre-kid, um, oh, yeah, I would say right. probably yeah, down a clown once a week maybe. That's pretty solid. And then I think as we got busier. Now it's probably once every two weeks, maybe once a month even. Got it. Because by the time we, like, we'll talk about it during the day. Like, we're yeah. both clowning. Yeah, and we're like, we should do something. We and should then, do something about this. Because <laughs> <laughs> you guys are all business, too. And by the time we get to bed, we're both yeah. fucking exhausted. Do you send her, like, a Google Calendar invite? And make sure, you're like, hey, dude, you, you didn't RSVP. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll try to do a verbal invite, and yeah. then it's locked in for sure. Yeah. How often do you guys lock it in verbally and then you guys don't fall through? So two nights ago, <laughs> we locked it in. Yeah. And then I had a fucking headache <laughs> out of nowhere. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, fuck. Staring at screens too long, dude. Yeah, I had a fucking headache that came out of nowhere. Yeah. And then so that that didn't happen. So my follow-up question is, because you're, you're – I feel like you're the epitome of discipline and fitness – in the JK realm, right? You're the guy. 
Does a part of you call yourself a quitter when you can't make I it do. in? Yeah, I do. I bet. So that's what we talked about the other night. <laughs> where last night, I'll, we were like, "Are we gonna do it tonight?" Yeah. And then she was like, "Well, you are you a- talking shit too? Are you gonna yeah, be a like, little bit? Oh, I'm fucking, I'm gonna rock your world." You yeah, she's like, "Well, you didn't even do, you had a little fucking headache." <laughs> yeah, because Gio was and like, I was like "But as soon as I brought it up, yeah, that was your, you, I saw her take it as an out too because I know yeah. she was tired." Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm she like, was like relieved. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, if you're relieved, yeah, then I'm not gonna push any further. Yeah. So that's true. So we weren't down the clown. Girls do act relieved sometimes yeah. when they get relieved of their duties. Because I feel like when they really want to, yeah. They won't take no for an answer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is kind of rare, right? That is actually kind of that's rare. That's rare. And that's, you could usually. But I also don't know if that's also trauma or generational or cultural. I think it's cultural, but I also think you could always match it up with your their ovulation schedule. Like, I know. Like, they're super horny during Like, ovulation. yeah, bro. You know when they're ovulating. Yeah. Do you keep track of your girl's cycle? No. <laughs> no, but comment below if you guys keep track of your significant other's menstrual cycle. Do you ever do the thing where you just wake up fucking out of nowhere? Yeah. That was kind of this that's, morning. That's pretty cool. Oh, yeah? That was this morning. Tell yeah. me about it. Um, I woke up at 5.30 this morning. and with then the, With it inside already? No, I wish. God, I wish. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it wasn't inside already. But like, it, it's because that's the problem with... She she wakes up later than I do, and I wake up really early because you know I got the kids now. I gotta like take them out. I gotta like yeah, yeah, you yeah. know make sure they don't shit everywhere. Anyway, but I wake up really early, and then she was complaining about how she hasn't gotten sleep. So I can't wake her up at five thirty and be like, "Hey, get down to mess around a little bit." Yeah, it's just not gonna work. So I just sat there in my feelings, and um, I try to do some work on my. Because you're extra horny this yeah. morning. Try to take my mind off it. You know. And then what happened? That was it. That's the uneventful part. It was just that was. I it. thought you said you guys woke up fucking. No, well, see, I didn't know. I missed. I missed that. We didn't wake up having sex. No, no. I oh. I thought you meant would you wake up like ten hut? You know. No, I meant like did you ever wake up like already doing the, throwing it down, doing the disco for like, like whoa? How long <laughs> have we been doing this for? No, that's never happened. Really? That's never happened. Does that happen to you frequently? So before we had kids, um. It happened a couple times, mm-hmm. and that's when I know she's ovulating. Oh, I think, that's your sign. Because I think I it's see, the see, pheromones and the hormones yeah. taking over so strongly that it's almost at a subconscious level, and we both wake up, and we're in doggy style. <laughs> and we're like, how did this even happen? Dude, Bart, you're a real sexy guy, dude. <laughs> that's pretty crazy. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. I'm like, oh, you know shit, what? We is... might have had this wrong the whole time. Anthony Lee is not the sex haver. Anthony it's Lee is a sex Bert Kwan. No, he's a sex haver because he's setting those traps. <laughs> if, you, <laughs> if you're waking up out of slumber and you're throwing it down. Sometimes. In, in, in reverse cowgirl, dude, that's pretty crazy. You can't get in those positions when <laughs> you're sleepy. But doggy style, that's crazy. Yeah. But it is more natural, though, because you just roll over and you're just like, boom, right? Yeah, and I think... I don't know the pheromones going that the stuff yeah. that you don't even know what's happening the biology you yeah. know but then we, nowadays we, never we need Dr. Andrew Huberman to give us an explanation of why this is happening to you where you wake up just like doing it throwing it down I wake up is that how, is that how Tyka was conceived no oh. we actually kind of know where he was conceived I think he was conceived in England actually no way yeah yeah because uh, he's a UK baby I think so because uh, <laughs> we didn't have our actual honeymoon. Um, after we got married because we were so busy. So, like, mm-hmm. right after the marriage, we went right back to here to work. Yeah. And then um, 
for like maybe a year or two. And then we're like, you know what? Like we've always been like, a, we feel like, oh, we're kind of like an untraditional, unconventional couple. We do unconventional work, mm-hmm. you know, like we should live life by our rules and stuff. But then also you also feel like some traditions have been established for so long for a reason. Yeah. Like it works yeah, and it yeah. brings people together. You know, like there's a reason Definitely. why you, instead of just like eloping, you ask your, your ladies, uh, dad, can I have permission and like mm-hmm. hand in marriage? Like there's yeah. this. Real classic guy. Yeah. There's things that you do that, that just works. So we're like, okay, like we never had a real honeymoon. Let's, mm-hmm. let's have a honeymoon. Cause we know once we have a kid, we're not going to be traveling yeah. anymore. So we, um, we did like this little like Europe tour. And then uh, we didn't know like when we were, cause we weren't trying, mm-hmm. but at the time that we found out when she was pregnant and then we backdated, we're like, oh shit, that was in, I think London. Wow. One of those tiny ass London beds. <laughs> you ever been in London? No, never. A twin size bed is like a fucking queen over there. And poor Gio is just falling off the bed, dude. Yeah, her head is off and her <laughs> heels are off. <laughs> Her ankles are hitting the floor, dude. Yeah, and the, you know they got double faucets. You know that? That's stupid. So ours is like this, right? Hot and cold goes yeah. into one. Yeah. In some of the old school hotels, it's hot and cold, and I don't know how you're supposed to use it, but you're like, ah, 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 and, ah. and and that's why they lost the war, dude. That's probably why. That's why. 1776. Am I right? Come on, dude. No? Because they're getting confused by the double faucets. There's just too much time. It just it just doesn't work, right? But as far as like, um, you know, it's funny too. When I've been coming home, one of the main things my wife is watching on the YouTubes is your uh, Bart and Geo podcast. Really? Yeah, dude. Why? She just likes the advice you guys give. Did she start? I feel, and I started watching too. Oh no! And I'm like, I really like your guys's um, the stuff you guys talk about. Like, really? Yeah. Like you did a finance one recently. Yeah. And me and Tiff were like, we need to be more like Bart and Gio. I fucking hate the fans for that one. Really? Why? So the fucking fucking stupid ass fans, <laughs> like I try to like do what they want, right? Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, okay, cool. We're about to do some podcasts today. Tell me what topics you want. Yeah. And then 20, 30 of them, finance advice, finance advice. I'm like, okay, cool. Let's take a stab at it. Yeah. I do it. That's one of our... One of our lowest viewed one. I'm like, you guys don't even want this motherfucker. You fucking lied to me. But that's what most people do, though. I feel like, especially when it comes to YouTube. Yeah. Because they're like, sometimes it's the edge of, like, very easily you're looking on YouTube for educational reasons. Mm-hmm. And then two seconds later, then you're watching, you know, fart something, videos or something. Something more or, entertaining. Yeah, something, like, way easier for the dopamine hit. Yeah. So I feel like everyone has the intention of watching finance stuff. And then once they start watching it, they're like, this is fucking boring. Yeah. And then they just start looking off and they go on TikTok while they're watching your fucking thing. But and then they, and then they just don't watch it anymore. But I feel like the stuff how you guys lay out everything is really fascinating to me at least. Maybe just because and also too, I think it's like a season of life. Like the season of life that we're in, we're definitely thinking more of like how to move forward that way. Yeah. So when you hear someone putting things out as far as very objective advice that you could take from more like principles and rule sets, right? Yeah. Like I think that's like frameworks. It's easier for me to kind of learn things and try to implement like new habits into my day-to-day is from that lens. But when you hear it from someone who's done it at a high level and then is continuing to do it, 
then you're like, oh, cool. This is like very practical, easy to understand advice. And I feel like that's like my some of my favorite stuff to listen to. Because I'm sure there's so many different finance channels that we stumble upon, like Graham Stephan, dude. I don't know what the hell that guy's talking about. No, his stuff is really great. His stuff's too. good too. Yeah, but it, but even his stuff is a little bit more like entertaining. Yeah, and but your guys is the way you guys laid it out was just very like paint by numbers. And for me, I was like, oh, this is fucking cool. So now every time I come home, she was she's always watching your fucking podcast, and you're always talking shit to Gio, and Gio's looking at you like this fucking guy, and I look at her face and I go, yeah. Are you on Team Bart or Team Gia? Sometimes I flip flop. That's fucked up. Sometimes I flip flop, but most of the time, Team Bart. Thank you, Team Bart, baby. Team yeah, Bart. like on the recent most finance one, I think most of them we try to like share some of the insight that we learn because I feel like we always learn things the hard way. Like, yeah. like Graham Stephan, people like him wasn't really around. Mm-hmm. No, and, for sure. Like when we first started, so a lot of the stuff in my generation, like we all learned the hard way. Yeah. And I also realized um, professionals have to obey the law, so they can't tell you a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. So it's actually like our ability to share things like in a non-PC political way. Yeah. uh, And and non like we don't have to worry about if we're legal, we're going to lose our license. Like that's the way I want to learn stuff. Because like I'll. I'll like ask like our accountant or CPA about certain tax advice. Yeah. And then they'll keep telling me in these fucking weird ass words. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, can I do it or not? <laughs> and then they'll never go like yes Spell or no. Spell it out. Yeah. Like even when we first started like buying, um, when we first started being on the market to buy our first home, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, so like what's the uh, skin color of the people that live <laughs> around here? And they're like, I'm sorry, I can actually can't tell you that. And then so I was like, okay, I'm just going to start pointing at things and you say yes or no, okay? I was like, "Mm, this color right here? And then, or this color right here? You know, or or this color? And then they would be like, no, I can't say any of that stuff. But now, if I go with my friend to the neighborhood, I'd be like, oh, it's nothing but chinks in here. You know? And so, like, I feel like because of that, like, I like, I actually like doing the podcast. Yeah. Because I can share the stuff that... To me, it felt like it took forever to yeah. get those answers because uh-huh. tax professionals, real estate, all those guys, are they're not going to give you like the conversational answer. Yeah. You know, like, oh, should I do this with my tax? Well, it depends on your financial situation. It's like too professional. Yeah. And I'm like, motherfucker, you know what my what I'm trying to do. <laughs> Just tell me, can I do it? You know, sounds like you're hanging out with a lot of squares. But the cool thing about like bringing it back to JK, one of the cool things about just being in the room with all you guys, and I feel like you guys are at a different level and a different stage in life than like maybe I am for sure. So to hear and from like. Because I kind of see you guys all as, like, big bros in here, you know? And it's cool to hear from all you – from, like, the conversations that you and Joe have and you and Steve have or Ryan and Anthony or whatever. It's cool to hear you guys' so much experience that you guys have had. And there's so much, like, little tidbits of cool little – I don't want to say hacks, but just really good advice. Just basic things that I could just – I don't get from my circle of friends. You know what I mean? You don't get it from Frank? For Frank? No, we're talking about fucking stupid stuff. We're talking about stupid stuff. What, like just clown down a clown? Clowning around, dude. We're what does about Frank clowning. do? He? Yeah. My boy Frank? Yeah. He works at Trader Joe's. Are you guys the same age? Yeah, we're the same age. 
and he doesn't help you out with any life advice? Sometimes he does. You know. Like what? Like fucking Trader Ming sales? Uh, that felt like an insult. I'm going to take that personally. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, he does. He he'd does? be like, he'd be like, hey, dog, you got to try this. Or does he know right? when like the shipment's coming and he can come and get what you need? Kind of. Like if you got if you guys need a plug like I got a plug but like don't blow it up you know like don't fucking blow up the spot because I got I got an inside guy at my Albertsons you, and then now um, you're making fun of me no 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 I'm serious now you're making fun of me no 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 I got an inside guy Are you poo pooing on no me? no he's a fan okay but at, at my Albertsons yeah and I'm like yo how come every time I come here there's no more fair life <laughs> and he'll be like dude there's like a nationwide like, you gotta come a Tuesday in the morning I'm like all right and I just showed up Tuesday morning guess what. Packed to the fucking ceiling, all yeah. fair life. All fair life, baby. Forty-two grams or twenty-six grams of protein. Oh, I was getting the the big bottles, the oh, shit. the, the, the milk actual one. milk, the oh, milk milk shit, one. Dude. But From you know, cereal. there's there's like a total shortage of fair life and like core power and stuff. Really? Why? Those are hard to get. I don't know. Everyone likes it. Yeah, everyone likes the protein. If you go to uh, Costco, yeah, you can get a whole fucking case for like I think like six bucks or something. Now this is good content. We should talk about more <laughs> fucking deals. Any other deals you guys want to talk about? All right, fast forward to this yeah. day. Am I the same? Or what? What? How has your impression of me changed from 2023 to 2017? I've under. I I think over the years of hanging out with you more, I realize. I kind of understand a little bit better, not maybe completely, how your brain works and how you kind of approach things. I feel like... How's my brain work? I feel like you're very objective with how you handle things. Like you take the emotion out of it and I feel like that's something that um, I try to employ in my life now and I feel like it's been a lot more helpful for me to just get things done and just to like not take things personally, you know, because I feel like for a really long time, that was something I was like really worried about, just taking things personally all the time. And I feel like that was like a, a, a hardship. So um, just kind of looking at things objectively for what it is and whatever, because I think a lot of the times, whatever preconceived notions that we have, we think about a topic or a person, we establish that in our mind as truth. Mm. And we're not really... Um, taking it out and looking at it into the light and being like, why do I feel this way about this? Where does this thought come from? And like, just taking more questions from that. Like, I feel like people tend to not do that. So when I see, because at first I was like, dude, Bart's a robot. I am a robot. (laughs) Yeah, no, but you are. Like, you kind of are. biggest complaint. But there is a lot of value in doing that. Is there, what's a time that I was a robot that you're like, what the fuck? Just any what JK the... video ever? Yeah, really? <laughs> no, no, no. Not, not even. But it's to the point where, man, I can't really think of like a interpersonal moment that we've had where you'll say things and I'll be like, oh, that was a little harsh. And then I think about it later and be like, oh, but he was actually looking from this way. I can't really think of it that way. It's not really as like, um, I can't think of an instance. But from when we have conversation, well, actually, even how you handled the passing with your dad. Like that, I was like, whoa, it was, it was really crazy because you were just like, I have to get X, Y, and Z done. It's, it's crazy because all the stuff you were going through that whole week was a really cool example of like, you have every excuse in the world to not get certain things done, to fucking bail on this, bail on that, whatever. Cause I'm you not have... Anthony though. But 
<laughs> I'm sorry, Anthony was Bart. It wasn't me. Take that back, Bart. Uh, anyway, um, to see how you went through that whole situation was like, ah, that is the true definition of not just discipline, but just moving in a way where you're like, like kind of being a man about shit, right? Because you, I felt like I we saw you actually sit with your feelings and really handle with um, or deal with what you're feeling and talk about it openly and just be like, yeah, this is what it is. Like, obviously, I'm sad and I'm heartbroken, but I still need to do these things over here and this still needs to get done because you have responsibilities and, and I feel like you don't really see that as much anymore. And it's hard to find people that really live by that to a certain degree or just to be consistent with that, with something as tragic and sad and complicated as what you dealt with, with, with the passing of your dad, like that is fucking high level shit. Right. So, um, that was definitely an example where I was like, damn, Bart's kind of a fucking gangster, you know, like, and it was, and I think we all were, I don't want to say, yeah, I, I think to a certain degree inspired and just kind of like, okay, time to look at our stuff a little bit more, look at our own personal, that's what I, that's how I felt. Well, I appreciate you guys being there for me, because that was like, definitely a crazy week, crazy yeah. weekend. And it was cool that, like, everyone was down to stay. Because it was felt like, you know when you have, like, big news? Yeah. And you're like, fuck, I got to share and express it with someone. Yeah. And everyone was down to just stay after and hang and talk. Yeah. And so that that meant a lot to me, too. Well, you know, full disclosure, I don't know what the fuck to say. <laughs> yeah, because it's crazy. Well, and also, too, like, the way you were like, hey, can we talk? Like, can I tell you guys something? <laughs> I just, I thought it was some JK shit. I thought it was, like, some business stuff. Yeah, yeah. And then for that bombed, and I just immediately felt like my heart sink. I felt like my stomach like drop. I was like, "Oh my god!" It just it just caught me off guard. And then you know to see someone that you care about go through something like that, you're just like, because you you empathize and you can't help but yeah. to feel like, "Oh my god, what's Bart going through right now? What you're feeling?" And then just kind of sitting there and processing it. And yeah, it was just it just caught me by surprise that I just wasn't. Yeah, it, it was just such a crazy moment. It was yeah. very emotional. It was very heavy. and um, But then to see how you move from that going forward, and then you're cracking jokes like as we're having dinner or right after you told us. I was like, Jesus Christ. Maybe that's the only but, way I know how to but cope No, for sure. Yeah. For sure. And and But then again, you realize like, yeah, that, that trait is very unique to Bart. And then you kind of understand – you see how everyone's like so different and how they approach things. And it's, it's just cool to see. And I'm thankful to have a group of guys where that I could constantly learn from and just kind of be around everybody, you know? Um, yeah. So I'm very thankful for this fucking show, dude, <laughs> this fucking show, this fucking show, but it's crazy. All the people you guys have brought together over the years and to see what you guys have built. And the fact that you guys have been doing this for how many years have you guys been doing JK news for? If I had to guess, I think 13. Did you ever think you would be doing this for this long? That might be like half retarded on my part. Yeah. But I thought I was going to do it forever. Yeah. And then I realized Did the, that world, change at any the point, world shows you examples that things don't last forever. Mm. You know, like it's it's crazy. It's like um, like growing up, I would watch all these like, you know, those like, oh, the NFL guys that went broke or whatever. There's mm -hmm. all these documentaries and yeah. shows, right? Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, fucking idiots. How do you, <laughs> yeah, yeah, how do you yeah, squander yeah. millions yeah. of dollars? Yeah. 
And then I remember like at the peak of JK, and then when we started like the revenue algorithm starts changing, yeah. and I'm like, oh shit, I'm not making the same I did anymore. Yeah. And then I could kind of extrapolate. I'm like, oh fuck, if I don't change my spending habits mm. in the next 12 months, I'm gonna be like this NFL guy. Yeah. So you don't actually like, you you recognize it, but you don't apply it to yourself. Like I watch, I've seen friends start and end. I've seen all my favorite shows start and end, but you never go, oh my show has a start and an end to yeah. it. Yeah. So yeah, it's been 13 years, and when our, when we're in it, I never thought we would ever end. We thought yeah. we'd just keep going and going and going. For sure. But fortunately, we're still going, which is pretty damn cool. Yeah. No. It's, it's just crazy. The priorities have shifted. Yeah. Um. But I did recently watch something on Graham Stephan because he's like a big numbers cruncher, and I think he said like 70 or 80 percent of channels stop after five years. <laughs> Because, you know, people just evolve out of it, which kind of yeah. makes sense, right? Like yeah. high school's four years, college is Because people want to pivot, years. right? I think it's normal for people to get, like, tired of something or just like, oh, I want to I chase the new shiny thing. Yeah. And even as a person, you, you hear, like, like, they say even your skin is not the same skin every seven years. Yeah. Like, you as a person aren't even the same. So why would you like the same things? Yeah. And then so I think he says, like, 90% of channels are gone by seven years. Wow. So for us to be here for 13, that's pretty cool. We doubled it, dude. Yeah. You guys doubled it. So. Well, we all doubled it because I don't know if we could do it without you guys. Without Ryan, dude. Without Ryan. Without, without Ryan, Anthony. Anthony, you, Steve. Yeah, for sure. It, but it's, Can. It's, it's been a fun group. Can's my favorite, even though I fucking hate his guts sometimes. Well, it was nice talking to you, Nick, getting to know you for just a little bit. Honestly, we should do this more. See? You always say that. No, we should. No, you're because it is something. This has been a theme in my life recently, and it's just like under like trying to make more time for and invite people to go do things. Yeah, I don't even know what the inside of your house looks like. I don't you know. You don't want to see the inside. I don't know of your house, new bro. stove. I haven't seen your new stove. I haven't seen your new kids. The new stove is pretty sweet. I haven't seen any of that stuff. Yeah. I've never even sat in your car. Have I? I don't even sat in your car. Yeah, you're not going to sit in my car. <laughs> Why not? Because your car is way cooler. <laughs> my car. I want to sit in your fucking car. I don't know what it feels like. I never sat in your Miata. Nah, you, not never, everyone gets to sit in the Miata, bro. Like, I never sat in your car. Let's be real. But anyways, it was nice getting to know you on a personal level on this show. Do you feel like you got to know me a little bit more? A little bit more. Damn, that sounded like not that good. No, it was really good. Yeah? Because I didn't know you guys were fucking down a clown. <laughs> so that's pretty cool. I, I thought we were going to do this longer, man. Wrapping no, up next right? time. We're going to do it. If you want to see a part two, let us know. And yeah. then let us know which other combinations you would like to see. Yeah. And maybe even further that. Um if there's certain topics that you would like the pair to talk about, let us know in the comments below and we'll see you in the next JK Overtime. Bye, guys.